Thanks so much for joining us on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Shirley Lin, bringing you 50 minutes of English language features. Up ahead in today's program, we have Behind the Beats with Emma Benek. It's a music program. But first, we're going to begin with Here in Taiwan. It's a special Here in Taiwan for the Chinese New Year's. Today is February 2nd, which is the second day of the Chinese uh, calendar, uh, the Lunar New Year. And uh, we're going to be talking about what actually happens around the second day of the Chinese New Year. And I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm joined in the studio by Stash Butler. Hello. Yes, so we're going to be having a look at that right now. So on the second day of the Chinese New Year is the day when the wives, yeah. uh, married wives, they go back to their her parents' place yeah. with his with with her husband and children. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. I mean, but, this is kind of new to me. Obviously, I don't. Right. I, uh, I'm relatively new to the whole. Uh, Lunar New Year thing uh, and you're general. not married and so I'm not married know. so I don't have to go through this I mean it's, it's interesting I guess because where this tradition originally comes from is that in um, I suppose in kind of traditional uh, Chinese culture once you know the wife marries a husband and then very rarely comes back and sees her parents you know there's that the, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole expression there's an expression is kind of like a, a married daughter is as good as spilt water is like spilt water oh and it's like whoa yeah you, you're better at this than i am <laughs> yeah it's like a basically you know like well you know it's like spilt milk it's gone mm. um, which is kind of quite a harsh and quite a mean thing to say but um so i guess traditionally speaking you know once the daughters your daughter's left to, to be married she's she's not going to come back very often right um, which, makes, which makes this day all the more special I yeah guess. right exactly <laughs> so like she's married into a different family yeah you know and yeah, yeah, yeah. and she takes the husband's last name and all that so, although so some that, people yeah. do keep their own yeah but, um, yeah yeah yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like uh, from what I know, a lot of people kind of take, they keep their own. Their yeah, own yeah like, you know, here at the radio station, I, I you know, when I introduce myself uh, with my programs, I say yeah. Shirley Lin. Yeah, yeah. Lin is my maiden name right, right, rather right. than Zhuang, which is my husband's right, you know, last right, right, name. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, then, you know, I guess the converse thing of, you know, you going and visiting your, uh, the wife's family is that mm -hmm. you are with the husband's family for, for the On main the, event, right? Uh, or for yeah. Lunar New, Year's New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah. Yes, so that, that's a big deal. Is that true for you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And my mother-in-law, she's like 80-some years old. Oh, wow. She still insists on cooking herself. Oh, wow. Although now life is a lot more convenient in, and you can actually order like a whole set meal. Yeah, I mean, um, that, that seems to be yes. the thing. Like, you know, I, I mean, because it's, it's so much so much work to yeah. do you know there's all these very complex dishes i know and you know i think even numbers that are auspicious numbers so you make sure do you have like eight dishes right. or six or ten or twelve dishes on the table but i mean now we can order a whole meal set except my mother-in-law is very traditional mm. and she insists on having at least one or two dishes that's her own cooking uh, you know? okay. and actually there were times when we said that oh it's too tiring for you yeah. you know let's go out and eat and we did that 
But then she regretted it. She really? would like think that, oh, you know, you know, next year, next year, I'm gonna cook. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. So, but she's a great cook, is, and she's is, is fast she, cook. Is she Taiwanese? She's actually Fujian. From Fujian. Yeah. Okay. Both my in-laws are Fujian. Right. And they actually speak the Hokkien language. That's right. Uh, Fujian. Yeah. You know, that's spoken in Fujian, and so, um, so you know, they they but speak. Are they in Taiwan? They're in Taiwan. They're in Taiwan. Yeah. And so but they, they were, get along. They were born in. In Fujian, they grew up in Fujian, or they right, yes. Oh, okay, yeah, interesting. They're, yeah, they're because from Taiwan there. has a lot, you know, obviously a lot of people uh, of Fujianese ancestry, but they they tended to have come over about two hundred years ago. Right, um, but she's a more recent immigrant, I guess. Mm-hmm. From Fujian. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I mean, yeah, what's the are there any kind of special Fujianese dishes that you do, you oh, that she makes that you you don't? You know, get I don't know. Really, but the thing is that she likes to make the uh, ba bao. What is it? Like ba bao cai or something like that. It's like right. eight different kind of vegetables in oh. this one dish. Oh wow! In this one dish, she's got to make sure that's eight things <laughs> in there. Like maybe bean sprouts, right? And then um um, what do you call that um mo wood wooden oh like yeah like uh, uh mush- fungus? like ear mushroom something. yeah ear it's, mushroom I, yeah I I, I, I know fungus, what you mean right? yeah kind of the... and then uh you know like um maybe um carrot julienne right okay, kind of and then. Oh gosh. Um, anyway, eight. Eight things, yeah. Because eight being an auspicious, auspicious <laughs> right. lucky number. I know. In a and then she might have a country. fish, and she would have a chicken soup dish fish, or whatever. And the fish obviously and is a nian nian yu. Nian nian yu. That means like kind of you know every abundance, year, abundance. Every year, uh, yeah. And um, um, a lot of puns in there. Yeah, she always liked to have prawns. Yeah. She used to have like prawn, like big prawns. Each person gets really? a prawn. What's the prawn thing? What's is there a is there it's a phrase just, behind that? Or? Well. I think it's because, you know, back in the old days, right. you know, you're supposed to really make up a feast on right. Chinese New Year yeah, yeah. to indicate that you are from a well-off family. I and see. so prawn yeah. seafood, yeah. you know, they can be expensive, yeah. but to have seafood on the table indicates that, you know, you're, you know, I you're well-off. I guess also that would only be really possible for someone near the coast, right? I mean... Do you get freshwater prawns? Does that, does that exist? Can you? Can you? Uh, yeah, what do you I think. Prawn? I, don't, I, I think they know. can transport it pretty fast. You know, I mean, nowadays, nowadays, nowadays sure. Oh, you mean? Like, oh, I mean, in the old days. Lo- lo- oh, in the old I days. don't know. I mean, like if you're in somewhere in the middle, if yeah. you're somewhere in Hunan yeah. or something, I, I don't know. I don't know. know, but anyway. <laughs> so, and then Chu Yi, the first day of Chinese New Year's, usually there isn't really anything planned. But right. actually, you know, back in the old days, people say that that's the day when the wife and her family kind of travels mm. home to her parents so that they can have be in time for the dinner for on the second. Oh, yeah, I see. you see. So you, you're traveling. That's the yeah, traveling that's day. Yeah, traveling. Oh, but wow. actually, you know, my parent, my in-laws, no, my, my parents are right in Taipei City and, and, oh, and my in-laws are in Taipei City. So actually for a few years now, I don't know, dating back to when, um, like I said, I'm so old, <laughs> um, that we've gone tomb sweeping on on 2E on the oh, first day okay. um, to avoid the crowds on the actual tomb sweep, sweeping day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which actually falls in April. Right. You know? And so, so where that's is, been our tradition. That, and it's that, right on the Yami Mountain. That's, that's the, wait, so the, oh. your, the Zheng, was it Zheng? Was he, Zhuang, sorry, the Zhuang family the, the tomb? Family. Or, the, or the Lin family tomb? Uh, no, the Zhuang family, actually. Right, just I see, the I Zhuang family. Where is, where is that? Um, Yami Mountain. Oh, yeah. okay. And actually, um, we just pay visit to... Um, uh, my husband's grandmother 
Okay. My father's side, uh, her his father's side. Right. And um, uh, she uh, she's got her ashes in the this Chinese style pagoda mm. on Yami Mountain. Wow. Yeah. So we just paid that visit. You know, it's interesting. I, I guess you've never been mm. uh, to one of these columbarium. That's what they call them. Oh, do and they? And it's like a pagoda, and um, and there are these cubicles, and and they are like you know rows and rows of these cubicles, and also. Um, they go up and also go in the horizontal. Right, right, right. And then you, uh, they've got a number for each cubicle. Yeah. So you actually go in and on the first floor and you ask, you know, you give them the number and they give you a key yeah. to your particular cubicle. Yeah. You you open it up and there's the urn with her right. ashes, her right, remains right, 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 in right. there. And so that's what we usually and you, do. You, kind you, of sweep, like bow. you sweep around in there or, you know. No, like, no, <laughs> it's no not sweeping. a graveyard. Right. You know, it's just a, a, just a cubicle right, with her, right, right, her right. The, the ashes, you right. know, in an urn. Well, it sounds a lot yeah. more kind of, because, you know, some of these things, um, they're quite large, you know, you, these kind of, uh, you know, are more of a kind of proper kind of tomb thing. Mm. You see them and they're probably about the size in terms of kind of like surface area of like a car or even or two cars, you know, they're quite big things and that must be quite an expensive thing to pay for especially to kind of buy the land and if have Mm. that as the uh oh i know oh yeah Uh, yeah the the graveyards are are expensive i prefer huazang for myself Mm. or 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 Mm. which is um what did you call it it's more like kind of like um just throwing your ashes under a tree Right, or yeah, 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 yeah. you know, on a patch of dirt land, like scattering then, the ashes. Yes, yeah. and then actually they would grow flowers in that patch. That's nice. Eventually, yeah. and um, and it becomes fertilizer for the tree if yeah. you decide to be interred yeah, under a I tree. Yeah, I, 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 I quite like the idea of there being yeah. a tree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd, li- I'd love to be a tree. Yeah. This is a very <laughs> weird conversation we're having. It's okay. a very morbid that's conversation. It, that's it. Okay. But but anyway, but anyway, I, like, I, I I'm going for a tree. So so talk with me. So. So you then, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, like we say, traditionally speaking, this was a, an opportunity for, for daughters to, to visit their, their parents when they yes. wouldn't do that often. But you're saying your family lives in lives Taipei. Lives in Taipei, so I actually <laughs> do see them You probably see them a fair amount. Yeah, um, but um, right, now we're actually talking about the actual, you know, to, uh, the <laughs> yeah. second day. Um, actually, our tradition, you know, my dad is very, uh, the way my parents do it is very different. We always eat out. Oh. My mom has never cooked. We've always picked a nice restaurant. And in fact, um, prior to some time, in the beginning for several years, we would go to the Sherwood Hotel in Taipei City oh. and go to the Toscana Italian restaurant. And Italian that's where, restaurant. yeah, that's where we would always go. <laughs> but you know what? That hotel is closing down because after oh. COVID and everything, um, they've gone, I think they've oh, gone, gone bankrupt. Oh, yeah, no. they've gone out of business. That's a shame. I know. I was telling my restaurant. dad the other day. <laughs> what are you going to do? No, 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 actually, that was uh, for several years, at, 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 you know, in the beginning when we got married. But then we kind of changed restaurants. Oh, okay. And now it's always been a teppanyaki place. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, because, you know, when you said, oh, we go to a restaurant, I assumed, some, you know, it would be some kind of very traditional, like, you know, kind of Taiwanese. Uh, no, it's, it's usually... You're, you're going for something else Yeah, entirely. my dad kind of picks the restaurants that he loves. Right. And when he loves a restaurant, he keeps going back to that one. You know, that's right, how it right. is with older people here in Taiwan. <laughs> I mean, you said older people, me too, you know. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a creature of habit. If, I, if there's something I like, you know, I go for it lots and lots of times. Yeah, oh, uh, I thought that's only for older people. You're not old yet, <laughs> stash. But yeah, and so um, it's been a tapanyaki place. That's and nice. owned by this Japanese guy who's been in Taiwan for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's, it's frequented by a lot of uh, more older citizens. Yeah. It's it's got quite a history, but um, they've got the best horses, you know, with lobster and everything. And 
you get so full at the end of this full course. But um, anyway, it's my dad's favorite now. Is your, your dad? So is, your dad's from Fujian as well. No, he's from Taiwan. I mean, he's, he's a local. Yeah. So what, did he? So is my mom. Did She's he Hakka. Experience the uh, uh, the kind of um, you know colonial period here, the Japanese. Oh yeah. Period. Oh yeah. So he respects Japanese. I was gonna say like Japan, is there... everything. I I lived in Japan for seven years. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah my yeah, junior year and I mean my junior. And junior, junior high, high school years. So I guess oh, you yes. guys know what good teppanyaki is. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um. So for those who don't know, teppanyaki is like it's cooked right in front of a on a hot plate. Yeah, it's kind of a big hot plate. And the chef kind of cooks right in front of you yeah, each yeah, course yeah. at a time, and yeah. you're served a course at a time with soup and then lobster and then appetizer and then steak and. So are you are vegetables. you are you sitting at like because yes. teppanyaki is always you know or tends the ones I've been to at least kind of, you know. That you're sitting around this kind of long mm-hmm. thing, yes. yes. So you're all, but you're not really facing each other. Uh, no, we're all facing the chef. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're all facing the but, chef. But this is more like a U-shaped. So oh, okay. actually, we do kind of face so each. So you other. feel like you're facing yeah. each other. Yeah. Okay. And I haven't uh, told you, but you know, my dad kind of breaks the tradition. Oh. My in-laws gets invited. Oh. My in-laws are invited. Oh, okay. Um, my father-in-law is the only son. And he's pretty, practically doesn't have any relatives here. Right. And my mother-in-law, she's got some siblings, but they they don't really see each other that often, and okay. so she doesn't really have any relatives right, here as well. Right, right, right. So my father has been inviting my in-laws oh, to to nice. yeah. on the second day to eat with us. Is that bad luck? No, I wouldn't <laughs> think so. I hope not. But you know, it's rare. But yeah. um, both families on my side, uh, I mean, for me. Get along very well. Oh, that's good. It's not like most families in married uh, couples for married couples they don't see each other that right. often. They're right. not that close as my parents and my in-laws are. So, do your parents and in-laws like spend time other than it? Yes. Really? Yes. Really. When my kids have birthdays, yeah. you know, um, my husband and I would cook, so they're invited to our house for that. So they've watched our kids grow up, mm, you know, both mm, my parents and my in-laws. Mm, mm, mm. And so, um, yeah, we do that a lot. Even on Father's Day, they come over, and the four of them would be here. Um, for Mother's Day, the four of them would be here, yeah. you know, for all these, like, festive oh, occasions. Really nice. And then kids' birthdays and all that. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah, so they, they get along very well. I mean, I like that kind of, yeah. Breaking. Yeah. You don't need. You don't need to. I mean, these traditions. You know, they're kind of. It's nice sometimes to have these kind of traditions to be like, oh, I feel like I'm taking part in something kind of that's yeah. happened for a long time. But it's also nice to have your own spin on it. You know, like, yes. <laughs> like yes. I'm going to do this. I mean, so. you you kind of reminded me of that of how like for example in I think from what I understand in New York a lot of uh, Jewish families at Christmas mm. have this tradition of getting Chinese food. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, because they they obviously don't celebrate Christmas. Um, and a lot of Chinese, you know, it, you know, restaurant owners traditionally wouldn't celebrate Christmas either. Right. So everything else was closed. I know. And so they would then get that. You know, it's kind of like a, a little spin. You know, you guys get Japanese food <laughs> <laughs> on tour and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. Jewish people in... Um, in New York, maybe get Chinese uh, Chinese food on, on Christmas. I know, so I know. It's all mix and match. Yes, <laughs> we've got all kinds of cuisines here, so why not, right? Yeah. Well, I say we break here for a little bit of um, you know, festive Chinese music here, and uh, let's break here. But don't go away. <laughs>
All right. Well, you know what? Um, of course, all three of my kids would go back for the two, uh, the you know, the second day. Um, so they all in of the Chinese New Year's. They're they all in Taipei, Taipei. Uh, except for my older one. You're right. <laughs> my <laughs> oldest one, she's in Shanghai. Oh, and she's actually not coming back. Oh. You know, for um, yeah, she she ha- she hasn't she won't, she didn't plan to come back for Chinese New Year's this t- this time. Yeah, with I mean, COVID and everything, it's just I mean, too it's much of a hassle. I mean, yeah, the two because she would have to be quarantined back here and then quarantine when she goes back to is China. It, yeah, is it like so. is it three weeks in China or is it how? Uh, is it, or is no, it just two? I think it's two. Or is this is seven. No, it's two. Two. Right. And yeah, then yeah. one more week of like home. Similar you know, to Taiwan, kind of, for self-help. Uh, yeah, monetary. Yeah, right, right. Right. But um, my second daughter is married. So, of course, her husband gets invited too, you know, with oh, the, yeah. So, right. yeah. So, it's not only my husband coming home with me to my parents, but yeah. it's also my daughter's husband coming home. Oh, yeah, that's so, so lovely. That's really neat. Yeah. I mean, so that's, so yeah. That man, yeah. That's a lot of people. That's then. a lot of people. <laughs> that man, okay. Uh, let me start counting. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Nine. Nine without my older daughter, but if she was here, then it would be in ten. That's a big group. Yeah, is nine an auspicious number? I don't know. Oh, uh, Joe. <laughs> Joe. That means you know longevity and uh, oh, eternity I and. I mean, Joe also means alcohol. So <laughs> you know. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. That's the first thing that came to mind when you said. It also that. means alcohol. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was like, Joe. Oh wow. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's yeah. a boozy, boozy lunch. Then. Right, right. And so is that is that a lunch thing or is it? A, you go no, for dinner. No, it's usually a dinner. Oh, it's nice. But you know what? Um, this teppanyaki place is so popular mm. that oh no uh, oh no 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 um yeah it 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 it, it would be for dinner right but um actually there were times when it's so so there were so many people making reservations yeah. that we didn't have a choice but to actually have uh, lunch oh, instead okay. yeah so but, did, you, did you do something special for dinner afterwards then or did you just kind of like, uh, you're too no. full from your teppanyaki yeah <laughs> oh definitely it's very 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 filling. Um, the thing is that this place is kind of interesting because uh, when it comes to dessert and coffee and tea, yeah. then they move you to a different place oh. in the restaurant where there will be someone playing on the piano and then you get to enjoy the music <laughs> as well as you enjoy your dessert. What kind yeah. of music is it? Um, um, gosh, he, the, the woman plays all kinds of like, old Western classics. Okay. Yeah, and... Right. Um, um and yeah yeah not not singing along with it though oh no she does sing to some she of the songs yeah she actually uh, has a good voice they're, they're, she they're not kind of like lunar new year yeah. songs no or anything like that <laughs> she's not into that i guess <laughs> <laughs> but i think she's more like a um what do you call it a um Res- residential right a resident kind of resident kind of um, uh, piano yeah, pianist musician, yeah, yeah, yeah. slash singer that's yeah. cool I yeah. mean, it sounds that's like really quite sounds like quite a fancy place yeah it is Ooh. but um Wait, yeah. what's it called i mean i kind of you know now I'm, <laughs> you're making me hungry i mean i haven't had lunch yet okay it's <laughs> called um um xinbing xinbing new hama oh new hama new hama yes and where is it you can check it out it's um it's off uh, off Guangfu North Road, okay. I think, right by the um, they call it Taipei Wasi. Right. Um, you know, there's a Taipei Gas. Right, 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 right. There's this huge round thing. Oh, uh, right, 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 <laughs> right, right. right. Oh, okay. This guy, you know, the chef, he's been yeah having his restaurant there for me- for a long, long time. Do 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 they, do they get lots of um? you know Japanese customers oh I'm sure yeah, yeah. and you know um, my dad has such a good relationship with the chef that he insists on him be the chef for our dinner 
that night. Oh, really? Because you know he's men, got lots of different. There are know, different chefs, chefs, of course, and he's yeah. he's like in his seventies. <laughs> Your dad's like, no, I'm not eating it unless, unless he's you're cooking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. And of course, you know they would babble off in Japanese and everything. And does, so. it, does your because your dad? Speaks oh yeah, Japanese. speaks fluent Japanese. Yeah, wow, fluent wow. Japanese. Was, was that what he learned at, at school when he was? In I Taiwan? think so. I think so. And then you lived and in then, Japan. Afterwards. Yeah, I lived in Japan for seven years, and he was working for Johnson and Johnson. He oh, was the wow. Asia Pacific regional manager cool. back then. And here I go branching off to something else here, <laughs> but I guess it's okay. How's、um, how's, how's your Japanese? Yeah. My Japanese is not that great, which is unfortunate because、um, I went to well, both my brother and I,、uh, my younger brother and I, we went to international schools. Yeah. And so they have very strict regulations, like no Japanese. Oh,、uh, that's a shame. Unless you're taking Japanese class. So I'm so not one of those.、English. Yeah,、right. it was like most class were taught in English and everything. And、um, so, unfortunately, I, I'm like a goody two shoes. <laughs> when when I'm told something, I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, fine. So, so anytime I, your friends are speaking Japanese,、yeah. you're like, no, no. You know, the school that I went to,、um, you have you 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 have to pick a foreign language in order to graduate. Right. And I picked Japanese.、Oh, okay, right. So you did have an opportunity. I but, did. I did. But and, you, but not not kind of yeah, date, not, not like my yeah. brother. Who made a lot of friends with、um, Japanese classmates,、mm. and so he was just speaking left and right in Japanese and everything. He could even write in Japanese,、oh, like、right. he wrote a, you know,、uh, yeah, like letters in Japanese to、yeah. my uncle and things like that. He he's good with that, and、um, but I'm just a goody two shoes. <laughs> wasn't into that, but、oh, uh, that's a shame. yeah, which but is a shame. But your your English is good instead, right? Yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm working at RTI. I can keep up my English. <laughs>、yeah. Otherwise. It honestly has gotten rusty. It still has gotten rusty. Okay. Yeah. Now that I've been back thirty years, I mean, no, honestly, really, really. I mean, as, I mean, yeah. These languages, you know, like a muscle. If you don't use it, then they will just it will just、right. wither away. Right? Yeah. But yeah. and hopefully you can get it back with a bit more practice.、Mm. So anyway, so there's that's that for、um, the first no the second that's right day of the Lunar New Year, which they call it Chu E E for the the character the number two. So and that's a big deal for Taiwanese married wives to go back to her parents and bring along、uh, with her her husband and、mm. children. Yes, so that's a festive time, and、um, I think that's pretty much you know Tsushi the fir- you know, New Year's Chinese New Year's Eve, and then、uh, first day and the second day of Chinese New Year's. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and、uh, I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm Stash Butler. Stay tuned for Emma Benek with、uh, Behind the Beats. That's the music pro- program coming right up. Happy Chinese New Year to you all in the Year of the Tiger. So you're gonna hear a lot of great music by the band Decca Joins. 
Now, you may have heard of this band, you may not have, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people who hear this name are like, what what kind of name is Decca Joins? It doesn't sound Taiwanese, but it also doesn't sound like it comes from some other language. So I did a little research just to start off because I figured if I'm going to be introducing a band, I at least got to find out what the name means. And it turns out that the name Decca Joins kind of loosely refers to both the words decadent and decaffeination. And then when these two words join together, so decadent, decaffeination, both start with D-E-C-A, so you got deca, and then joins. Now, why exactly they chose decadent and decaffeination? They seem like a couple of pretty random words if you ask me. But there's some speculation that this can sort of represent Generation X and their strange sense of cynicism mixed with some little bit of optimism. So... It might sound like a very contradictory name, but uh, that's just Decca Joins for you. <laughs> now, Decca Joins formed at the Taipei National University of the Arts, and they're well known for sort of atmospheric music. I feel like their songs sound kind of spacey. They're not really concrete. And to be honest, sometimes that's really not the kind of music I want to listen to. Like, I feel like there has to be some sort of stronger substance there. If I feel like I'm listening to a song and it all sounds kind of airy and, you know, kind of hard to describe. But I feel like in a way, sometimes it sounds hollow, like there's no real heavy bass to it. However, I do think they do a really good job of introducing different instruments throughout the song. And even if the beginning sometimes come off as a little vague and you're sort of unclear in what direction the tone of the song is going to take... Um, I really like how the addition of instruments throughout the song kind of builds it up. All right, I think that's enough talking about this band. I want you guys to actually get the chance to listen to some of their music. So the first song I'm going to play for you is Wudu. Now, Wu comes from the word for witch. So that song's coming up now. I'll talk about the lyrics in a little bit.
一个与我格格不入的地方，和那与我格格不入的你That was the song "Udu" by Decca Joins. A little bit behind the lyrics, they're singing about how they can't save money and they don't know how to make it through tomorrow, which you'll hear in some other songs. It seems to be quite a popular theme for this band. Like I feel like it's not saying that they're afraid of the future, but more just like feeling sort of unprepared to handle it. Then it also talks about the ways that people interact with each other. Sometimes it's easy to separate groups of people into us and them—people who are with you and people who are not with you or against you, just people that you don't connect with. And what I like in this song is they say that you know fundamentally, there's a lot of things that are similar about us. You know, we're people living on this earth together, and people should show more respect to the other people around them. They mention in the lyrics how. They don't want to listen to this idle small talk anymore, where it just seems like nothing real is being said. Instead of talking about more superficial things, they invite the listener to come walk with them, to enjoy the process of moving forward, and try to dig past the surface level of getting to know someone, find out what they really care about. Now, something that I really like about Decca Joints is their commitment to creating full albums and really having a concept surrounding each album. I feel like in today's society, there seems to be a lot more pressure on artists releasing hit singles. And sometimes I think if you just put a group of some hit singles together in a list and call it an album, sometimes it doesn't come together as like a cohesive project. And I really think that Decca Joins does a good job of committing to the idea of creating a project as an album and not just okay, maybe this song will get us something and this song will get us something in a different direction. They're thinking of it more as a whole. You know, sometimes this could maybe make it more difficult for them to attract listeners because people sometimes they're just looking for a single to listen to. They're not necessarily looking for a whole album. People don't listen to music the same way anymore. It's not like you go out to a record store and you buy a whole album. People can just make Spotify playlists of so many different individual songs that it creates this big mishmash, and people are probably not as aware of what albums these individual singles came from. 
So with Decca Joins, first they come up with a core concept for the album, and then they start building the individual songs from there. However, the band does admit that once their music gets uploaded onto streaming services, it can be kind of hard for them to compete with other bands, really big names that can have the best recording studios and producers. So sometimes it can be much harder for a small band like Decca Joins to compete with all of these big acts. But this still hasn't put pressure on them to try to become kind of more of a mainstream band. They stay true to their personal image. Okay, so the next song I'm going to play, I think, does a really good job of representing what I was saying. It's a common theme in a lot of Decca Jones's music. So I said that especially in their intros, there's kind of an airy or ethereal feel to these songs. And you'll definitely hear it with this next song that's coming up that's called Go Slow. This is a very 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 chill song and to be honest sometimes I feel like their songs are too chill and it's a little hard for me to stay focused on them and not have my mind drift off to something a little more exciting but I still think that it's good to try listening to different kinds of music and who knows maybe this could be your next favorite band here's the song Go Slow by Decca Joins
Okay, so that was Go Slow. As you can tell, it's a very aptly named song. Something else pretty cool about Decca Joints is that they like to perform songs that they haven't even released yet. And then what's even more interesting in my mind is as they continue to perform these songs that haven't been released, they can change over a period of time and kind of evolve into something else before it finally reaches the final product that is produced on the album. I feel like a lot of bands, they usually only play the songs that have already been released. And I think that's just what makes their live concerts so much more special is because you can experience something that you can't get online. You have to be there. Anyway, stepping back for a second, that last song which we just heard, there wasn't that many lyrics in it, but I thought that the lyrics were pretty powerful in saying that even though people in cities, you know, they're surrounded by tons of people, sometimes they're the loneliest people. Now, the next song I'm talking about is called Hai Lung, which means a wave. And the song is about looking towards the future, but it's too far away to really know what lies ahead of you. Take a listen to it now. You heard the opening lines to this song at the beginning of this program, and now you're going to hear the full thing.
So that was Hai Lang. Now we have time for just one more song today, but the good thing is Decca Joint isn't going anywhere because part two of this episode will be airing next week. For the last song of tonight, though, I'm going to play Ye Jian Du Bai. There's a particular line that I really like in this song talking about how spring comes slowly and leaves quickly. I really hope spring is coming soon up here in Taipei. We're finally having some days of good weather, and I hope this spring isn't leaving anytime soon. Enjoyed this last song. Thanks for listening to Behind the Beats with me, Emma Banak. Listen again next week for some more great tunes by Decca Joins.
For tuning in to Radio Taiwan International, Taiwan's national broadcaster, we hope you enjoyed our programs. You can catch all of our latest news, audio, and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw. Again, go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news, videos, and programs about Taiwan. If you like to hang out on social media, RTI is there too. Our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International, and you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at. Radio Taiwan underscore ENG, and if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into six one hundred kilohertz from sixteen hundred to seventeen hundred UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on one five three two zero kilohertz from zero three hundred to zero four hundred UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at English at RTI org TW. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International.